Hey, it's Tegan. And it's Holly. Welcome to our brand new podcast, The Witching Hour. We are your big sisters, here to give you the savage and honest advice you all need to hear. We're absolutely not professional, but we have absolutely been through some shit. We're really here to take the piss out of ourselves. So, disclaimer guys, please don't sue us. So buckle up and enjoy our podcast. Hey guys, and we are back. Hello, hello. How are you feeling today, Tegs? I'm good. It's another sweaty, hot one, but, and you know how much I love that. Oh, <laughs> Tegan sweats very easily, so she oh. is hating this weather big time. Yeah, right, straight out the bat. Yeah, why not? We, we're on a podcast. It's basically about ourselves well, who, exposing ourselves, right? Who likes sweating their dick off? Seriously. No one, really, I don't think, <laughs> unless it's during a special time. <laughs> we all love that. Both are incredibly powerful and interesting women. Um, We will have both men and women on, but these two in particular, I am so excited to hear from. And I think the listeners will really get a lot out of the stories that these two girls have to share. Um, So I'm, I'm stoked and I'm just itching to share that on socials, who they are. So you'll just have to sit tight for now. Yes, I think both of them can be very relatable to a lot of us women. I know me in particular, I can relate to both of them. So I'm super excited to speak to them and listen to their stories and all of us to um, banter off each other. I think it's going to be really good. So this week's topic. Yeah. Do we porn or not porn or do, what do we think of it? Mm, so, What do you think, guys? Another controversial topic. <laughs> this one um, actually took me a lot by surprise and I know you feel the same, Holly. Yeah. I frequently watch it, like quite frequently. I'm very open about that. I'm very open about, you know, masturbation. So I was very much coming on here pro. Yeah, I think both <laughs> of us were the same. We were both like, pro-porn and feel like it's really a healthy thing. You know, sex is a healthy thing. It's a beautiful thing and we should celebrate it and we should be open and honest about it. And I didn't feel like there was anything wrong with it until the more research we did and and the reasoning behind it. It was very exposing to Tegan and I's traumas really. (laughs) Triggered. Um, and that is something we do want to um, just mention before we get into this. If um, any sort of sexual trauma you are sensitive to, this might not be the episode for you, but we just thought we'd preface that one. Um, not that we get into too much, but I mean, it, everyone's triggers are quite different and level of sensitivity is quite different. As I said, Holly and I were both very much pro-porn. Um, we were really excited to get into a discussion and collate all the data we got from social media from our listeners but we thought we'd do our due diligence and watch some TED talks research um, some sites read up from some psychologists and and really make sure that we were covering both sides Mm -hmm. of the debate and I must say I don't believe I now sit one way or the other I feel like a complete fence sitter but very interestingly, it got me defense sitting because I was very pro-porn. But if anything, I'm probably almost leaning back off the fence into the no-go. 
Yeah, look, I'm still definitely pro-porn. I personally think after the research, I'm more about sex education and us being able to talk about it openly with each other, with our partners, with our workers, at schools specifically, I think for education purposes, I think porn needs to be talked about and I think it should be normalized. So I do think I'm still pro-porn, but I can see the side effects and I can see why it can be an addiction and how it can be bad for people. Yeah, and you know, you're so right, um, just making that point on bettering the sex education um, because we can't actually blame porn in its entirety uh, for all of the negative reasons that porn isn't healthy. A really good local page that I know of is to follow the Better Sex Ed uh, Project. Uh, That was something I was a little bit involved with, but Jess over there is doing an amazing job. She's a local girl here in the GV and – going through a course herself and she's she's really knowledgeable so if anyone with kids um you know wondering how to have those conversations and having that discussion around porn she's a really good one to chat to yeah definitely um communication and emotional intelligence at such a young age um we really need to be respectful and just even the roles of male and females in sexual experiences. I think it all needs to be open-ended conversation and not discrimination, not a stigma, not feeling shame for watching porn either. Yeah. So to go off some of the statistics um, just gathered on our social media, first question, and Holly, we'll both answer this as well. um, Have you watched porn? Yes. I'm a yes too. And 93% of our listeners or yes, obviously yep. 7% being no. Second question, do you still watch porn? Yes, I still do. As do I. Interestingly, I will come back to that, though it, I feel like it has changed maybe the quantity that I might watch going forward. Yeah. Uh, 72% of our listeners do still watch. So there was a drop from those listeners that have and that still do. It was actually interesting the reasoning to pop behind why they would have dropped off yeah maybe in relationships and things like that they can I suppose yeah have you ever watched with a partner yes I have and I haven't really Mm. that's surprising (laughs) yeah is there a reason behind that uh I've never needed to utilize pornography with a partner in the sense of needing it to spice something up I've always had really good healthy sexual relationships with partners um not saying that you don't have a good one if you do watch it with them but it's just not something I've ever needed to uh in a relationship yeah that's a fair enough call yeah I think it I think the reason why I've watched it in a relationship was it just kind of like do you want to watch it yeah let's watch it and then yeah it was on yeah so 64 percent of our listeners have watched it with a partner. Have you ever watched ethical porn? No. No, I have. I think it might have only been one or two after listening to Harry Jowsey's podcast and he was promoting it. I thought, ethical porn. What is ethical porn? And I had no idea. And I would assume perhaps a lot of listeners don't. And I'm going to go into that in a, in a little bit. But you, of course, know what it is, don't you? Yeah, I, I assume I haven't. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and that's it. And when I get into the definition, you'll see that perhaps it's sometimes hard to know. Uh, our listeners are saying 35% of them are saying no, they haven't. 52% of them said that they had no idea what ethical porn was. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the last question we asked our listeners, do you think pornography is harmful? I think there can be a time and place that it can be harmful in addiction or in a relationship. It definitely can become harmful. Yep. So, yes, I do think there is times that it can become harmful for sure. Yeah, and I think this is why I'm such a fence sitter on this situation because I obviously watch it myself and I feel like I've got a good handle on it so therefore don't see myself ever falling into the harmful category. However, I know for lots of people that it is quite easy to slip into. So I would vote yes. Yeah. It's such a hard one because I also believe in, for example, um, if your partner was watching porn, I don't believe you should repress them from watching porn. I don't believe in that. I feel like you're pushing them away because everyone has their thing that they like doing or needs. And I feel like if you're not able to be open and honest with your partner, then that's when they're going to hide things. Yep. So I think we need to also not repress our partners of their needs and wants and be understanding of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some of the responses, and there were so many, so I'll just grab a handful um, as to people's reasons why they believed or didn't believe that it was harmful. It's all fake and nonsense and gives you a false sense of what to actually expect. It's too accessible and far easier than romancing a partner. It can desensitise us from real connection and also create aesthetic high expectations. 100%. Yeah, I really like that that. one. Um, Said no, it wasn't. They use it to find new ways to spice up the bedroom Uh, and – I'll grab the last one. No one's being harmed anyway besides human beings have innate desires for pleasure. So we did have a fairly broad response. Um, Holly, we sat down last night and watched Let's Talk Porn, which was a TED Talk by Maria Arlem, and I do apologise if I've pronounced her surname wrong. It was fantastic, Yeah, it was fantastic, but I found it a little bit confronting personally. And by the exchange looks that we had last night, I think you agree, yeah? Oh, 100%. I think it was eye-opening to probably the hyper-sexualized from a young age, both Tegan and I were. So it was eye-opening to why we are the way we are or why Tegan and I are quite sexual beings. So it was really eye-opening. I think we kind of looked at each other and thought, wow, like This might explain a few things. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I mean, this isn't necessarily the case and I haven't got the exact statistic from the TED Talk, but I will put, again, this TED Talk in the show notes and we highly recommend you watch. Um, But a a very high percentage of people affected or struggling later in life and involved in producing or uh, performing in pornography have had some sort of sexual trauma in their childhood. Yeah. Um, and that for me hit home a little bit because I thought I didn't realise why I was a more sexual being than others around me, like family and friends, 
and and that sort of gave me some clarity onto why maybe perhaps I was. And I totally agree with Tegan. I think that's why both of us are like that. It's we've both had experiences at young ages that we were sexualized and we just find it to be the norm. And we give off that very much that aura mm. of sexual. And I think for me, and this was something else I took from it and is why I'm leaning more towards it being unhealthy is because, uh, you know, in conjunction with a, a previous trauma and my consumption of pornography, I am someone that doesn't, just have sex with someone and immediately fall in love with them. And I know that that's not necessarily a super common thing and it should be. It should be something you share. You know, it it doesn't have to be sacred every time. But You're giving a piece of yourself to someone when you're having sex. I do find I am like that. Yeah, and see, I, I don't feel like I am. But, however, I feel like the difference between you and I is that you had said last night that perhaps you watch it maybe once a week That's and correct. mine was more of a daily or at least every second day thing. So for me, what listening to Maria speak last night was one of the side effects of excessive porn consumption was that you're losing that critical part of emotional bonding. You're desensitised yeah. to porn or what? Well, it's selling that lie that, you know, you can just the the mailman will come in or you get stuck in a washing He's going to satisfy you, yeah, to the extreme and it's going to be full on. Yeah. You have this expectation of what sex is and it doesn't meet that. But then it's like there's no boundary to where sex goes because you get to this point and then you're like, oh, but it needs to be more aggressive or more full on or more this or there needs to be something different because I'm getting bored with that so I feel like it can be a domino effect and that's really interesting as well I wanted to ask you and I might be just adding myself I don't know if you feel the same or not but I know some of the things now that I find you know the categories I just sort of ah, let's have a look at this oh let's have a look at this and I'm not talking I'm into feces and <laughs> peeing in my Jeez, mouth I hope and not. weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, and when I say weird, it's you whatever you You tell me later into. if you are. <laughs> Holly, it's, it's just a little bit outside the normal bracket yeah. of what I'm finding I'm now looking at because I'll be honest, if I watch two people have missionary sex, it does nothing for me. Are you? Do you find maybe what you started watching however many years ago to now is different? Most definitely. Okay. And I think that was something that was really eye-opening to me last night when we were watching it was that the porn that I've started to watch has become more aggressive, more verbally abusive, more full-on, more choking. The slapping. Yeah. And it's like that's enjoyment. And even the interactions that they have with one another, like it's quite aggressive and full-on. And it's like it has definitely gradually gotten worse the more I've watched it yeah and so I felt it's like anything below that it's like oh this is kind of this is boring yeah okay so this is where for me last night I took a perhaps this is harmful and perhaps I don't have as good a grip on it as I thought because whilst I can say you know in eight to ten years that I've watched it it has been a very slow progression from missionary to choking yes if I go another 10 years, what what do I venture into then? And Where's the limitations yeah. with sex? And 
So perhaps it is harmful to me and I'm it mine's just a much slower burn. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I even think for like a male to be able to satisfy you, you know, that kind of pressure he's going to have on him and the pressure to perform and do all these things that you like, you think you like doing it's huge and it makes it even harder for you to find a sexual partner that you're happy with. Yeah. I mean, I And we like... both laugh but like this is probably half our problem, isn't it? Well, I feel like they don't know where the clitoris is at the best of times. So if I'm now watching quite rough and extreme pornography, it's going to make it even harder for these poor guys out there to satisfy me if – 100% they have all this pressure on them to perform and do these things that they might not feel comfortable with doing or know how to do. Yeah. So it does put a lot of pressure on the male or female. Yeah. It can be gone either way. But even with females, like young girls comparing themselves to porn stars or even girls oh, our own age or I older I compare it. themselves to porn stars, these beautiful 12 out of 10 girls that are gorgeous head to toe that are perfect physically and know how to pleasure their man and we're comparing ourselves to them and this is the stuff that our we're all watching yeah and we're all thinking that's what it needs to be and then we're going in there and we're like oh what do we do I I definitely feel like the fact that it is 24 7 accessible whilst me a week ago would have been like sitting here saying thank god I love it free porn amazing I'm sort of sitting here now thinking well I really wonder if that's inhibiting the capabilities. Like I find men really struggle to talk to girls. And I mean, classic example today when you and I were at work and a guy messaged me that I haven't spoken to in like a month said, so we fucking or what? Yeah. I, I beg your pardon. Yeah. The way that guys think that they can communicate with women, they can't, they don't in person say these things, but then they message it. Because there's the safety of being behind the screen. That's exactly because right. Because it is accessible on their screen at all times. 24-7, computer, the internet, definitely. Well, you know, because I'm a nerd burger and I do do my study before all of these episodes, interestingly, a 2014 study from Max Planck Institute for Human Development in Berlin actually found that frequent pornography use in men was associated with decreased brain matter in certain areas of the brain. That's facts, man. That's science. (laughs) That's actually crazy because when we're watching that interview last night, they were saying that porn consumers acting out in large amount are sex offenders. Mm. And that is quite scary, isn't it? That that's. It is. And I guess this is why almost my head is spinning today because of the last few days research I was so sure I was coming on here pro porn free the nips yeah 100% look I'm still all about that but I think we need to have better education behind it and we need to talk about it and look at stories stats science and not ignore these things either we need to be open-ended and talk about it and not be shamed by it yeah so Moving into what is ethical porn because, you know, another really crappy, crappy statistic is that 2 million women and girls are held in sexual slavery at any given time. So it's really hard to know in some of these videos of pornography online if these women are 100% consenting. And that's so scary. It is. Isn't it? It is. And 
ethical porn is pornography that is made consensually and treats the performers with respect and, and actually pays the performers and filmmakers fairly for their work. So it's like a mutual understanding among everyone on the film set that everyone knows what is happening, everyone knows, you know, that they're comfortable and quite often the producers are females and it's led by genuine female orgasm and not fake stuff. Which is crazy and that's why I said to you before I wasn't sure because all the kind of porn, it's not like that's like a header mm. either and that's probably the, not the most popular porn. Usually we're watching the aggressive porn because we're thought in our head that that's what's meant to be sex, well, isn't it? Well, if I've gone from missionary to choking and gagging and, you know, mm. all sorts of more extreme stuff, the rest of the general population of the world has – we've all shifted into that more, you know, extreme and rough and graphic sexual acts. So, therefore, ethical porn can come across as quite boring. Boring, right. And doesn't and that m- be. make you think that – underages that are watching porn under 18 guys and girls it's actually scary to think that they're watching this kind of aggressive porn and being desensitized to sex and emotional intelligence yeah and you know when they do have sex they have all this expectation or they're worried or vice versa it's a huge expectation on them and that's why Sex education in school and porn talk in school is so important. We need to start talking about porn and make it a general conversation and not to be this big deal that someone's watching porn. Like we should – I think it's healthy for us to watch porn. For sexual pleasures, not for education. I would be terrified to think that if I had kids right now, which I don't, but if I did, that that's where they were seeking what to do because – I personally, I know when I found out that the penis goes in your vagina, I was fucking mortified, let alone to log in, you know, Google search what is sex and an aggressive act like that comes out, oh. Well, it's it's so much more exposed to when we were younger, like younger oh. and younger are being exposed to sex and younger and younger are having more and more are having sex. I know, it's scary. Now, so it is a co- completely different world we live in and that's why it needs to be an open-ended question. And putting restrictions on porn won't stop it. No. There needs to be just an education is the solution at the end of the day. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. And not trivialising sexual aggress- aggression, like not – being like, oh, it's, it's just in porn. She She's fine. She knows what's happening. Yeah, the, the actor in that scene might know exactly what's happening, but it is trivialising it because... Then you're she, acting that out in, when you are having sex with someone because you think that pleasures them. But if, you know, she's getting slapped in, and you're like, it's in porn, that's okay. If you went up to someone in Coles and slapped not, them, that's not okay. Them, no. no, it's not okay. So why is it okay? Even the way how they say bitch or slut or whore, it's okay in porn, but you wouldn't call that someone in the street. It's just absolutely melted my brain because these are things that I (laughs) – TMI, everyone. I mean, one of my my main TMI is the witching hour. (laughs) These are all things that I like, but I'm now sitting here saying how awful it is. So I don't know that I'm disassociating myself from this. Yeah, well, I don't think either of us have. I think both of us like that, like that in the bedroom. We both like being 
having someone that's aggressive towards us. I think because we're so confident and have a lot of independence and hold high roles in the workplace, perhaps when we get to the bedroom, maybe we're just like manhandling. Yeah. (laughs) I'm submissive. I need someone to take (laughs) full control. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Anyway, we're just psychoanalyzing ourselves. Yeah. Don't need to go to therapy this week. (laughs) I think another subject. Yeah. I think... we look after our bodies and everyone's so big health conscious. I also think health also is your mental health. Oh, so 100%. Tegan and I, a big thing that we've um, said that we'll do this year is we're going to look after our mental health and seek help. And even after doing research into porn and things like that and thinking of our past traumas and why we're desensitized to sex and all that kind of thing, I think both of us need to talk about it more open-ended and I never really admitted to myself I pushed it in the back of my head till a couple of years ago and I was like oh my god I was groomed yep yeah I mean I actually suppressed mine completely and only last year remembered so it it's the brain is wildly powerful and whilst it was a coping mechanism for both of us it's also incredibly unhealthy too because we're now Yes. Early thirties, <laughs> and and working that out. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy to um think about it now that I've just ignored it all these years and just been like, oh, it's not a big deal. And now I'm like, wow. Yeah. I was so young. I had no idea, and yeah, I can see why I'm the way I am now. In even in relationships or how I am as a person. Yeah. So I guess for me. I am pro-porn, the pro-ethical porn is probably the direction that I am going to head in. You know, the seven main components of ethical porn is that the performers and filmmakers get paid fairly. It's usually not free because they get paid. It's made in a safe environment that treats performers with respect. It shows real pleasure. It's created for all kinds of viewers It shows diversity across body size, race, sexuality, age, and ability, and everything is created and shared consensually. So I think for me, you know, I've now got a list of a heap of places to watch ethical porn, which I'm going to put in the show notes as well. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. um, I'm keen to just check them out and to sort of desensitize my desensitizedness to porn. 100%. I'm also pro-porn. I think porn has a place and I I think there's a huge stigma against porn and porn workers feeling discrimination or a stigma or shame and I don't think there should be any of that. I think it should be – there should be better sexual education, communication, helping with emotional intelligence at a young age. We need to normalise the conversation and realise the impact porn has – Good and bad. Homework time, bitches. Here we are again, dishing out homework. That's it. <laughs> what is it this week, Tiggs? Look, this week we are chasing some feedback from you guys on yourself, not necessarily on us or this episode, but we want to know from this episode what did you take out of it? Is it a conversation you're now going to have with your partner? Are you going to cut down on porn consumption? Are you going to look up ethical porn? And if you do, what did you think? We want to hear some feedback on what you took out of this. 
uh, and if there was a change that you're now going to make. Yeah, if you really want to rethink about how you go about porn or what your opinion is as well. Yeah. We also want to touch on, Tegan and I did bring up that we have been desensitized at a young age and have had a past traumas. And I know there's other people out there that have had similar things happen or the same things happen to them. We are here, open-ended, ready to listen to you guys if you need someone to talk to. And we definitely recommend to go seek professional help as well. Okay, guys. So we've got two truths and a lie. Yeah. So you might have seen our post on Tuesday this week where we put up two truths and a lie. For those of you that missed it, these are the three. One, Holly has hooked up with someone famous from TikTok. Whoa. (laughs) Two. Tegan has had sex on the roof of a house. Sounds uncomfortable. (laughs) Three, Holly lost her virginity at age 18. (sighs) Who who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know. Yeah, we do know. we've been amused, highly amused at everyone's guesses. Um, Some have come through privately, so. I'm a little bit offended. (laughs) (laughs) So am I. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. What do you think, guys? (laughs) I have had sex on the roof of a house. Yeah. So. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. You chose that one, you're wrong. It was pokey and hot and, but just convenient. The house party was busy, so up we went. What a place. You could have found down the lane, but you went on a roof. That would have been just getting up there, all the effort to do that. You go, girl. Thanks. You got to do what you got to do, right? That means one of yours is a lie, girlfriend. Which one? Should I say the lie first or the truth? Say the truth. Okay. So the truth is I did lose my virginity at 18. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 suckers. You got them all wrong. I can't believe so many people thought that was... False. Oh, I know, right? I'm such a little angel. Come on now. People don't think very highly of you. (laughs) No, they think they're a whore. Especially not after that episode. No, you know what? No, I, yeah, definitely did everything else before that. But, yeah, I held off and I was definitely pressured for that. But that's for another episode, baby. That's it. So the lie was I have not hooked up with a TikToker yet. Yet, Yet, guys. (laughs) Hold up. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> also in the next episode. <laughs> really excited though. We have a guest on our next episodes, episode five. We're really keen. We're not going to announce it just yet, but very, very excited to bring to you our first guest and our first interview. Uh, we will announce that really, really soon. And we would love for you to shoot through any questions for us to ask her. Yep. So keep an eye on social media, guys. Follow the Witching Hour. Follow Tegan and myself, Holly. And you can keep up to date with what's happening next and who our next guest is. You guys are going to lose it. We have so many exciting guests coming on, not just the two that we've definitely got locked in. We've got other ones that are ready and rolling to go. <laughs> rolling. I've got to roll them in here. Oh, this is time for us to tune out. Guys. <laughs> oh, I think so. <laughs> All right. See you later, witches and bitches. Bye, guys.